I could complain about my major all day, but I don't know if that makes for good podcasting. Welcome to Direct-to-Video VHS? VHS? DVD Extras. A podcast between podcasts where we talk about whatever we want. Yep, yep. I got a question, Andy. What do we want you to talk a... about? All right. What do, you, what do I want to talk about? Well, what, I... I, yeah. Because here's the I've... thing. Here's the thing. We often... I have noticed. I have come across a pattern in our conversations. Uh-huh. And we often talk about uh, stuff like... Um, Star Wars or superheroes. Mm-hmm. We also fairly often come back to anime, mm-hmm. and sometimes just like whatever movie we've recently watched that isn't like one that we've watched for the podcast. I feel like we should broaden our horizons a little bit. Well, how so? Wonderful oh. and new. So here's the thing, right? Is I spend twenty over twenty hours a week doing applied mathematics so i could talk about applied mathematics all day if that's that's pretty much the only other thing i do that isn't uh movies and anime is do math right i understand i get it and the other things that we normally talk about when we're not recording are not fun right that's the thing that's the thing. I feel like we have done pretty well to cut down on the not fun stuff in the podcast. Um, and I I approve of this. Actually, I do have something we can talk about. Because uh, I've been working on a side project that uh, I think is worth talking about. Yeah, okay, about. just one thing before you start. I do want to <laughs> mention it because I found it entertaining enough to put in the podcast. But it still made me mad your banana crunch (laughs) i forgot i did that yeah you did how because i couldn't i couldn't like go back and listen to the noises that i made into the microphone yeah how was it great did it sound good it it sounded pretty okay actually it it was a it was a fairly squelchy banana. I didn't I expected more <laughs> resistance than what I got. Um uh, <laughs> There's a lot of good stuff in that episode. Yeah, I'm excited to listen through it. But man, that one got me. <laughs> <laughs> I think I I think I di- I think I uh um what's the word dedicated it to you before before committing the crime. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the the crazy thing is when I listened to like the raw I could hear myself coming in while you were doing that so I like just missed that live. Yeah. You you started talking, I think, almost immediately after the deed was done, and I was in my head thinking, oh, thank God, this is going to be hilarious. Uh, what I found funny is I sort of began, like, shitting on you for no reason, mm-hmm. unaware that there was a reason, <laughs> and it was a good <laughs> one. <laughs> that you, you just subconsciously knew Andy did something, and I needed to give him shit for it. Yeah. 
we're drift compatible. <laughs> we got to we got to get inside a mech and fight fight monsters now. I have we're so not insane. watched that movie and do not plan to. Oh, you should. It's so much fun. The new one looks kind of bad, but I'm still going to watch it cuz if it's anywhere near as fun as the last one, I'm going to have a good time. New one looks like Power Rangers. I saw a trailer it looks like Power Rangers. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I guess there are twice as many people as in Power Rangers by definition, but that's what it looks like to me. Mhm. No, it's well, no cuz in Power Rangers, they would combine all five of them into one big megazord, right? Man, let's pretend I've watched two episodes of Power Rangers in my life. You haven't you haven't watched Power Rangers? I was like the one kid on the playground who was like, man, Power Rangers is stupid, huh? I was like forbidden from watching Power Rangers. So (laughs) I like had to like sneak VHSs in that friends lent me to my house and watch it like on the DL. How you forbidden from watching Power Rangers? It was on at like 6.30 in the morning. Who else was up to stop you? My dad would get up at 5.30 for work. Ah. Yeah, they got you good. Got you by the yeah. short hairs. Yeah, he, I, my my only option was to sneak in VHSs that friends lent me, and then watch those in like the middle of the afternoon when my grandma was taking care of us. <sighs> I wasn't allowed to watch Digimon. What? Yeah, isn't that weird? Digimon is like the best of the three kids shows of that era, in my opinion. It's like what it's like Digimon. Huh. Pokemon and then Yu-Gi-Oh. Well, Yu-Gi-Oh is not a kids show. It's for teenagers, but fine. <laughs> <laughs> You're telling me teenagers aren't kids? It's just that I could get on my fucking um, soapbox about mm. how they took a show that was like aimed towards like 14 and 15 year olds and dumbed it down enough to aim it towards seven year olds and made it bad. <laughs> Now, I haven't seen the Japanese original. It's very good. But the English dub is pretty amazing. That's incorrect. There is there is something... I remember when I was a kid, there's like a scene where these two security guards like run in and they just point at Kaiba and they're like, you need to stop. And I was like, what are they going to do? Kung fu him to, to stop? Like... And then I watched uh, like, a clip, the same clip from the tricks. Japanese version, and they had guns. And I was like, oh, that makes a lot more sense, actually. That's a way better scene. He blocks bullets with his briefcase. Uh, yeah, because in the cartoon, he just kind of picks up his briefcase and runs at them. Yeah. The, <laughs> the amount of times that there is a gun replaced with a pointing finger in that show. Uh there's this other great scene that's only in the Japanese version where Kaiba blocks a gun, uh, uh, stops somebody from shooting him by putting one of his cards, uh, like, between the barrel of the gun right when the trigger is pulled. Oh my god. Yeah. That's so fucking stupid. And isn't it? It's amazing. <laughs> that's awesome. So I know that we're, I know we're talking about anime again. That was my So, fault. so let's, let's segue really quickly into talking about, uh, superheroes but specifically okay. role playing superheroes because i'm setting up and running uh like a superhero apocalypse world system oh, for cool. my friends um friday nights so and that 
it it's becoming very apparent that the superhero media I consume and the superhero media that my friends consume is very different. They're super into Batman v Superman? No, thank God. But like how do I, I, I I'm I'm like I've been like struggling with this since I started writing out this campaign, like what I wanna do, how I want to pull them into this world that I wanna create without forcing them into it. Um, mm-hmm. But I also don't want to compromise on the world structure because I don't want this to become, I don't want this to become like, like a shitty Saturday morning cartoon superhero world. I want this to be like, more like Static Shock or Batman the Animated Series or oh, like, a, like a good animated cartoon superhero world. Yeah, like, God, I love Static Shock. Static Shock is so fucking good. I don't know. It's like, it's making me really like sit down and like, like, what is it that I enjoy about superheroes? What is it that I enjoy about, about, um, shonen anime? Like all these types, all this, 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 like these genres that are people punching things that make it mm-hmm. more than just people punching people things. Punching things. Right. Do you know what like characters your friends want to make? Are you trying to build it around their characters yet? Or are you just we're we're still kind of working out what their characters are and who their characters are okay so so we're still doing world building these these first two weeks are going to be world building and introduction and getting everybody set up for play and then the campaign proper will start on the third week um i'm getting an idea as to what they want but i'm trying to push them into thinking about their characters as more than just a page with numbers on it Mm mm-hmm Right, but in order to do that, because they ask me all of these questions, and it's like, I I don't have a concrete answer for 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 this because I still haven't really come to terms with what I want this world to be yet, you know? Right, and that's kind of what I like about the um, apocalypse world games. Mm-hmm. They let you get away with not having as much, and also it seems like since the moves are so general. Uh, general is not the right word abstracted i've yeah more abstracted yeah but, but i i guess what i'm saying is like i played D D. we had like a year-long D D campaign right mm-hmm. and i never really got into it and i think the reason for that was because like you know you, you you level up your character and you write down all their new moves and you think, well, I got to use this move, but that move doesn't add anything to the character. Yeah. And the apocalypse world games seem to be like, once you have this move, that means that the person you are is slightly different now. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what I've always, that's what I've always appreciated about them. Yeah, no. And that's, that's what I love about it too. But like, like the group that I'm working with, we've, We've done D and D, four E, then five E, mm-hmm. um, for the last kind of three or four years, and I've been trying to push them into using these more character-driven systems than the stat-driven ones. Right. Um. So I did like I did a brief D and D campaign and a brief fate campaign with them to like to kind of ease them into it, and now I'm going into full dungeon world, and I'm realizing like, oh, they're despite all of this prep work that I've done with these other systems, they're still not quite at the level of thinking as their of their characters immediately as more than just the moves that they have access to. Mm-hmm. So 
I want to set up some scenarios that they can work with with their characters amongst each other and in the world. Like let them play in the world for for a session without fear of consequence so that they can establish who their character is and what kind of path they want their character to take. And and I think the hardest thing is every time one of them's like can I want my character to do this later and I and I have to tell them that's that's a possibility, right? But you you shouldn't plan out your character's arc, right? Because depending mm-hmm. on the actions that your friends take or the actions that your character has to make to to compromise on their goals, they might want to at some point be something different. So so don't don't think about your character as an arc that has to play out. Think of your character as a person who has a goal and then along the way what choices do they make that might change that goal? play to see what happens right it's so hard to get them to do that though like yeah and maybe it's because so so um we both have listened to friends at the table right i was going to ask you if you have listened to um i don't think you have you haven't listened to counterweight have you no no i haven't um while you were talking it made me think of that because halfway through counterweight they changed systems Uh uh-huh they start with, um, I think it's Mech Noir, mm-hmm. which is more crunchy. Yeah. And the character Art plays isn't very well defined there. And then they switch to another, and, and they switch to an Apocalypse World game. And he gets this move called Exactly According to Plan or something. Mm-hmm. Which just lets him appear somewhere because that's secretly how he planned it the whole time. <laughs> and so suddenly his character is the one who plans everything. Who secretly planned to be at the end in the end. You know? And oh my god. It's it's stuff like it's stuff like that that I like I like seeing the, the stuff built around. Or like how Jack's character, the robot, um, was a, treated as a small gang. And so every time he got into a fight, he's like, but Austin, I am a small gay. <laughs> and it's like that little stuff that defines, yeah, that ends up defining them, you know? And I think it's just, like, maybe it's because because they've had so much experience working, playing role-playing games the way they, mm-hmm. the, in this way that I enjoy, that I need to teach my players to think about their characters as characters and not as a stat sheet right yeah like because because so many of them approach playing a game like it's a game of chess Mm -hmm. and then in between games of chess we have fun social encounters and i want to i'm trying to break that like no everything is a social encounter if you choose to do combat that is a social encounter that's going to affect how you're viewed by both your play your your other uh, player characters and by other npcs uh, i i guess i just i need to like get them to really drill down and think about that more and and have them not focus so much on the moves and on the system. Yeah, it's all... I mean, it's all um, habit, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's so hard to relearn something when you're sure of how to do it. Yeah. It's like, if you've ever seen that... Have you ever seen that video of the guy 
on the backwards bike? No. Okay. So what this is, is um, it's a bike, and when you turn the handle, the wheel turns in the other direction that you would expect it to. Oh, Jesus Christ. So it's like, you know, using an inverted controller, except for a bike, you're using your whole body, so it's, like, impossible to adapt to, because everybody knows how to ride a bike. Mm-hmm. And he was oh, talking about how it took him, like, like eight months to train himself to ride a bike this way, and sometimes he's still, like, sometimes something, like, clicks weird in his brain, and he tries to use it like a regular bike, and he falls off. Mm-hmm. That sounds a lot like typing it with the Dvorak keyboard when you've used QWERTY all your life. It like it feels like you're having a stroke. Like you're like like you're typing and you're backspacing. You're like nothing. Why isn't why isn't anything the way I expected it to be? You know, sometimes I think there's no reason for me to use a QWERTY keyboard. I should I should really look into one of these ones that's supposed to be like better for your wrists or just like more um intuitive and then i think well i there's no reason for me to use a qwerty keyboard except that i've been using one since i was four Mm -hmm. and i would drive myself insane it takes a lot out of you to 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 change especially when a habit is so ingrained you know role-playing games man like there's so much fun but there's so much work I, I took this up thinking, oh, I have a really light semester, so I'll have plenty of time, and then I got hit with these three projects, and now I'm just like, fuck. <laughs> well, I've already made the commitment, so I'm not going to back down now. So what do you want to talk about, Tony? Man. Hmm? I don't know. There's, oh, God damn it. I just realized that there's literally one thing I can talk about that I haven't talked about before, and I don't want to. If you... You can field it out, feel it out, no, and if you just, really, if you really don't want to, we cannot talk about it, and you no, can just cut it it's out. It's just that, like, all right. So you guys know the Pokemon fan fiction to talk about, right? Mm-hmm. God damn it, piss shit, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Ah, doing it again. You gonna start over? I feel like such an asshole. <laughs> Why? Oh, it's just like... Okay, so... A few weeks ago... I did, like, the amount of proofreading and editing on my book that I felt comfortable being able to do. hmm And so I'm, like, trying to get, like, more stuff done with that that's, like, not just me. hmm And in the meantime, I was like, Alright, let's go back to like this fucking this this like writing from the point of view of a preteen who's going on her pokemon journey and there's one reason i wanted to do this it's one specific reason it's because mm-hmm. i really wanted to write dialogue between these two characters and i couldn't do that until i started posting yeah and what i've learned so far is that i i have two characters there's ashley and olivia mm-hmm and Olivia is much more well adjusted because her game is better. <laughs> like, like when, <laughs> when you play the game, it feels like you're just playing a Pokemon game. 
Yeah, this is and a person so, who's in a world. Yeah. And so... Like, no one's trying to destroy the galaxy. Yeah, or summon a world-ending beast. Yeah, there's no, there's no evil cult. It's just, like, these fucking nerds who used to be in a mafia and aren't anymore. That's the bad guy in, mm-hmm. in Gold and Silver. So she's, like, much more well-adjusted. But then on the other hand, Ashley's a badass. Yeah. Because she needed to be. Because if you play that game and you think about it, like, from a character perspective, this is a, like, a bunch of crazy shit happened to this person. <laughs> So much so that before I started, like, actually writing down what her thoughts would be, I never finished the game because it was too stupid. Oh my god. (laughs) Ugh. So, that's basically what I've been doing. I've been going Mm -hmm. through and trying to, uh... Trying to tell these stories about chillin'. (laughs) I, I wonder... Cause, cause I need to get my writing chops back up to snuff, mm. um, which is a really weird way to say that I'm trying to practice writing more. Yeah. So so that I can get the hang of writing more, as as both as a person who who prefers telling stories with with my voice and and kind of gesticulating and pontificating and um and eyeing and hemming mm-hmm. and hawing. I want to clean that up. I want to make. I want to have like a distinct prose and learn how to tell a story in a structure, because um, that would help me as both a DM and also as a person who wants to create art. Sure. But as a person who is pressed for time, I don't want to have to think about creating a world more than I have to, or exploring themes that I don't really want to do. Well, do you know what I'll say is I actually got this, the the idea for what I'm currently doing, um, I think I got it from Janine Hawkins, mm-hmm. who is a, who, who is a, a regular on Friends at the Table, as we've already mm-hmm. talked about, because she said um, one of the things she did that was like, that helped her like, put her in the mindset, like, the right mindset before she even started doing tabletop role-playing games was Mm -hmm. she... I think she said it was Dragon Age Inquisition. She's, Mm -hmm. like, streaming Dragon Age Inquisition. And she would keep a diary of, like... Like, she'd keep an in-character diary for her Dragon Age Inquisition game to, like, add to her personal lore. And I think that is an interesting way to, like... You know, if you just wanna if you just wanna do a character thing without having to build a world around them, and the world's mm-hmm. already there, you know that's why fan fiction exists, right? And yeah, and that's why I've I've been kind of feeling my way into writing fan fiction. But mm-hmm. but that's the thing is is I want to grow as a writer, so I can't. It's not enough to just write something and then write something again. You have to. You have to post it. You have to put it out there so that other people can. Because once you put it out there, you stop thinking about it as a as. You stop it's thinking about be it. Finished. Yeah, once and it's, it's out. It's, it's finished, and you're not touching it anymore. And it's no longer precious. Yeah. 
be, the, the, there's this habit, and I, I I got it a lot as an artist who drew, where where you would treat every project as if it was this like perfect little thing, and it could stay perfect as long as it was never finished. But once you put it out into the world and released it as a piece, all of a sudden it became critiquable, and you would see the flaws that you would ignore as a person working on it as a thing. Um, the structural flaws, the meta flaws that you can't see when you're doing detail work. Mm-hmm. So, so that's that's the fight, right? Is like I need to I need to do something and finish it and then put it out there. Okay, so I have written over sixteen hundred comics and put them online, mm-hmm. which is so many comics. I stopped and went to look. That's a lot, yeah. Yeah, um, but sometimes I'll like go back and read them, and I'll think. I never remember my own jokes. <laughs> so sometimes I'll go back and read them and I'll like laugh and I'll be like, hey, that one's funny. And I'll go on the next <laughs> one and I'll think, well, that one's not funny. But the next one might be. And the, the act of putting it out there does let you look at it from that, from a new perspective where it's mm-hmm. just like, there's nothing you can do about it anymore. And you yeah. accept it for what it is. Yeah, and I think it was uh, it was Bernie Burns who who used to write Red versus Blue. Okay. Um, he I remember he mentioned on a podcast I listened to like years back that like he while well, he was in the middle of writing like season nine or season ten that he had to go back and rewatch all of the previous seasons because uh. he had forgotten all of the lore that they had done. Uh. And he that said that he. Uh. Yeah, and he said that he That's had this so hard. <laughs> this crazy moment where his uh, his girlfriend like would walk in on him, and he'd be like in tears, laughing at a joke <laughs> that he had written like ten years prior. And he talked about how weird it is to 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 a realize that you're your own best audience, like that he mm-hmm. wrote those jokes because he found them funny ten years ago, and he still finds them funny now. Right. But that it, but also that that those funny moments were so much funnier because he had written them. But also the the moments that weren't funny, the cringy moments, were even more. I was gonna say undulating, but I don't think that's the right word. I don't think that's the word, but I I understand what you're saying. You can't. So the, the downside with putting something out there is that you will hate it immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know an artistic person that this isn't true for. When you make something and you release it and it's not precious anymore, suddenly you hate it. Mm -hmm. And it takes a little while to get past the hate and actually see it for what it is, whether good or bad. But, ooh. (laughs) But as, as a creator, I'm really looking forward to that because with the exception of my of my work in mathematics there is nothing that i have created and released to an audience to be graded on i'll say this um i haven't listened to our old podcast episodes in a long time uh, <laughs> because i'm not a masochist but mm-hmm. uh i but did find i did find that because i'm doing this with somebody else i do like find my own jokes funny still and stuff like that because it's not all me yeah and like sometimes when i'm editing the the choice of whether or not i'll keep something in or put something out is like did one of us laugh at this like did we find it funny at that second and if we didn't maybe it just shouldn't be in here yeah no i get it 
it's like an exercise in narcissism, right? Like <laughs> you you because you want to take the good things and you want to like put those in the spotlight and then take all the bad things and hide them away. You want to it's... like as an editor, as a podcaster, like the goal is to release something that is close to a representation of what you want to be seen as as a commentator with mm-hmm. all of the bad stuff taken out. I'm trying I'm trying to rem- there's something somebody said. I think it was an author said something about uh, how art is like half narcissism and half crippling self-doubt. <laughs> that that sounds that sounds right. That sounds like a Kurt Vonnegut thing. I don't know that if does he sound said like that. a Kurt Vonnegut thing. Ugh, but but I could have been anybody. There are a lot yeah. of smart people out there. There really are. and But I think that's why we both, like, hated listening to that, to our original Lion King episode, because it was so, so much of that episode was just, was, was just us trying to figure out what it is that we were doing. Mm-hmm. But I, I want to go back and listen to Pocahontas, too, to see if that one's any good. I think it might be, which is the scary part. <laughs> <laughs> it might be good, and that sucks. Um... <laughs> I, but yeah, but like so much of that Lion King episode was left in because me and you still didn't quite know what it is we wanted this to be. And mm-hmm. then once we figured it out, we started cutting out all the stuff we didn't want it to be, but not not so in that first episode, right? Mm-hmm. Man, being a creator is hard. <laughs> oh, I mean, I agree, but I don't want to say it out loud because that... <laughs> That feels like the epitome of narcissism, doesn't it? Oh, this yeah, thing this, I do. This thing, <laughs> this thing I do basically for myself. Is so it's difficult. So it takes hard. so much out of me. <laughs> oh, I remember Balto 2. Oh, the Jesus first, fuck. I think that was the first, like, shockingly bad movie we saw. Yeah. And it, it like, talking about it broke me. <laughs> yeah, I think by <sighs> by the end of that, we were both just so tired. Like, we were, so it's tired. like, we were physically exhausted from the effort of having to talk about this film in a meaningful way. Because it, it, everything it does fights meaning. It, it, it abstains <laughs> from being art so much uh, oh man what a wonderful piece of shit <laughs> right like it's I, I don't want to say it's the perfect bad movie because it's exhausting to watch and it's more exhausting to talk about but it's definitely the perfect bad movie to hear people talking about it might be yeah because like I can as a person who uh, ha- absolutely hated watching uh, Beavis Dodge and Justice League I adore I think or not I but people adore listening to me talk about them and I think it's because of that just subtle through line of rage that <laughs> that the moment I say the titles of those movies like I, my voice is laced with subtle through line of rage that might be the name of this episode <laughs> that's it yeah that's pretty good <laughs> too much downtime 
it's empty air. It's not good. <laughs> I think, and I was I was listening to another another podcaster talk about this. I think we're both kind of hitting hitting um, kind of an apex limit of how much we can talk about nothing. I am offended, sir. <laughs> but I can I can talk about nothing. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Just call me dude. <laughs> yeah. That word does not sound good coming out of your mouth. I could Wow, alright. Fine. It's just you said it so harshly, like, Fine. like, like a teacher. Fine. Like, dude is supposed to be chill. What? Oh, what was the name of that pr- uh, principal from Back to the Future? Uh, he's not the principal. He is the uh, disciplinary something. Well, what was his name? Mr. Strickland. Ted Mr. Strickland. Mr. Sh- Ted Strickland. Okay, because you said dude more more like a Ted Strickland than a Keanu Reeves in... Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go with that. Back to the Future, I understand. Yeah, Back to the Future. Oh, uh, whoa, sorry, give me a sec. Let me imagine an alternate universe where Keanu Reeves played Marty McFly in Back to the Future. Amazing. Great. It would have won an Oscar. Great. I think it would have gone down in history as Steven Spielberg's best movie. Okay. This is a good joke. Was it? I didn't think so. (laughs) I I just love Keanu Reeves. I was being nice. (laughs) Um... (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, I think I think we're both kind of hitting a hitting like kind of a we are no longer getting as much return creatively, right? The thing is, the thing is we can talk for 3 hours about a bad movie. Yeah. And we can talk for a good amount of time if one of us decided to start playing the no fear rap. <laughs> but <laughs> Like, my heart grew heavy. But, sort of sort of being set in front of somebody and saying, you know, just shoot the shit for an hour. Yeah. It's not impossible or anything, right? It's mm-hmm. not hard. This is not the difficult part. It's just that what comes out might not be super interesting. <laughs> it might not be good content. It might not be good hashtag content it's a good thing we're not known for a good hashtag content then right isn't it though <laughs> um <laughs> just set the bar low that way we always clear it uh, um you know when you walk some, along well, the beach we had a good conversation about art uh last week we had a good conversation about how you fall in love with everybody and it's super weird yeah no about. <laughs> my friends are like catching up and when they listen to that episode i'm gonna get shit on <clears throat> No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm both excited and not excited for that. I'm pretty psyched about it. I figure that'll be another DVD extra as we get <laughs> into. Because I, because I just want to burn more bridges, <laughs> make things, make my social life more awkward than it already is. I know I said we weren't going to talk about anime, but I have watched, um, like three, maybe four of the series that you were talking about. Yeah. And I have come to a conclusion about romantic comedy anime. Mm-hmm. I really need to start seeing these people actually dating. <laughs> Only in one of them is, are any of them actually, do any of them end up actually dating? 
Yeah. And it's usually they get together at the end. Now, two yep. of them have had, like, a definite series ending ending. Mm-hmm. And they both did the same thing, which is the last three episodes are insane. Yeah. And that was okay for the one about witches. And not okay for the one about how these two people were basically dating anyway. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. But it's like, I'm used to... If I'm going to watch people in a romance on a tv show it's usually like an on and off thing or even just like an on thing like they meet they start dating they get married we see them as a couple Mm -hmm. and with those ones you never see them as a couple even even monthly girls nozaki-kun has basically people paired off as couples already and they're not dating except for kind of seo and waka but waka doesn't know it (laughs) <laughs> that that one i think gives me the most stress i love it a lot <laughs> it's so good but also like how how do they not know mm-hmm. how do they not know like how does that i was gonna make a joke earlier but i couldn't figure out the wording because i don't remember the 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 phrasing of this particular like christian meme <laughs> All right. <laughs> I know, I know. Bear with me. Where we'll it's like, this where it's like, we're gonna workshop it, and then once we'll we'll, we'll get to the punchline, and it's a really good one because uh-huh. it, it's the the Christian meme where it's like you're walking along the beach, right? Well, where where's that? How does it go? Uh, it's like, uh, oh, uh, 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 <sighs> uh, it's like, uh, yeah. Is it then? So who's it's like a man walks along the beach? Uh-huh. With Jesus. Yeah, with Jesus. And <laughs> Why would you say it like that? And, see, <laughs> and he looks behind him. You like put five Y's in Jesus. <laughs> and looks behind him. It's... Okay. So it's like the, the, the footprints I carried you thing. It's yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like he looks behind him. What, where, what's that part where there were only there's only one, one set, set of footprints? footprints. Why? And that's the, the parts, part. In the parts of my life when I needed you most... Where there are only one set of footprints or something, and yeah, and like that's the part where where the G- where Jesus carried you. Is that how that goes? Yes, that's where I carried. Okay, I was I was gonna do I was gonna do all of that except at the end instead of saying Jesus, I was gonna say No Fear Rap, and that's the part where No Fear Rap carried you. <laughs> but... Oh my god, <laughs> that's not okay. <laughs> but I just joins it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah well but when i needed you most why was there only one set of footprints? well that was where no fear rap carried you like my heart grew so heavy when you said no fear rap that i i, I my mind immediately went to that that uh meme okay oh jesus fuck am i a terrible person am i am i a horrible human being um Probably not. Probably not. I think I'm good. Then again, you didn't watch The Good Place, which means no. that unlike unlike everybody else in, I guess like America, who turns mm-hmm. on NBC, uh, you do not constantly think about how you're making the world more more terrible. <laughs> I mean, as somebody who like has taken basic economics and wants to go Always. into economic study, oh, I kind of no. do. 
Hey. I didn't realize you were a part of the problem, Andy. I'm not you part of the problem. I'm the, I'm the person. I'm the person who's telling everybody how bad the problem is getting and is ignored. That's that's gonna be my job. I thought we were. I thought we were gonna try to not talk about the sad things. This is. I was making a joke about the good place. You made it real. Hey, this just because my 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 the math work that I'm trying to get into is very distressing when you think about it. It's run by Satan, invented by demons. I understand. I mean, <laughs> capitalism run by Satan, invented by demons. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, technically, right now my research work is in like ionic flows and cell membranes neat i don't know what it means either <laughs> i mean i know what a cell membrane is i'm not an idiot i feel like i'm going to need to push back against no, this no no because, i like, like i like legit... i am educated to a certain degree <laughs> no but i have to like i have to be like i legitimately I know don't how to really say acetaminophen i i don't understand you know how to say acetaminophen that's nice <laughs> Um, it's one time I was listening to a podcast and they were like acetaminophen. What is this? Oh my like, god! It's Tylenol. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> acetaminophen. Jesus Christ! I know. I I always make sure to ask uh, whenever I'm given a drug how to pronounce it because I don't want to sound like a fucking moron when I have to tell my doctor what I'm on. That's fair. I just, like, I have Christ. a lot of medical people in my family, and they don't refer to it by brand names. They say the, the type of drug it is. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. Acetominophen. Acetominophen. I mean, it's written down, I, right, and I it's take, super yeah. long, and I get it. No, but I... But I also don't understand how you go through your whole life without hearing the word Yeah. Right? I... Oh, that's so baffling to me. Maybe people, maybe some people just don't talk to their doctors. And yeah, maybe some people just never watch Scrubs. Or, yeah, or House, or any medical show. Medical dramas are so prevalent, and they say the drug names pretty correctly on them for the most part, even if they apply them in the wrong situations most of the time. It just, it gives me a real free Shavakadu feeling. I don't know what that is. Huh? Fresh avocado? Oh, I've never <laughs> heard this. It's a vine. I'm sure it is. That sounds yeah, yeah, yeah. Kento yeah. Lupe, <laughs> free shavakadu. So what? What are your plans then? What do we do to to freshen up these podcasts between podcasts? What do we What do we do to get a better season two? Is that the question? Yeah. How do we How do we like? We're We're here. We're in. Season two. How do we step when up the game? When you said we're here, uh, my mind immediately went to where queer get used to it. <laughs> um, which is not acapagol. Acapagol? Uh-huh. I can't say all words. Let's not get crazy. <laughs> Some words are just impossible. It's not applicable in this situation. But that didn't stop it from popping right into my head mm-hmm mm-hmm i understand it's we might have to start these off with like prompts yeah or like or or shit like that like um like some sort of uh theme going in maybe maybe if we both just like write down because i know that over the course of a week i have to i have to 
see enough things on Twitter that I would have stuff to talk about for an hour, but because I don't write it down, I, it just kind of washes out of my brain. <laughs> Maybe we both need to like keep a running tab of things that we encounter on the internet. Like, oh, I could talk about this and write it down. This week I had pierogies for the first time in forever, and I couldn't. What stop the fuck is a pierogi? What? Isn't that, is that isn't that like a dog? What? <laughs> isn't a pier a pierogi? It's a dog. It's like a little dog. It's like a toy dog. I'm just like shaking my head silently, and <laughs> baffled. Is it not a dog? <laughs> it's like a noodle with potato inside. People always post pictures of dogs and call them pierogies. I'm so mad that we discovered this in the last ten minutes of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> this could have been the whole thing. Am I am I in another fucking strudel soup situation right now? <laughs> Pyrrhic? What the like a papillon? I don't know what that is either. Okay, that's a dog. Okay. Um, a corgi. I, I can't help you, man. I know what a corgi is. Those are the, the queen's dogs. Okay. I can't help you, Tony. <laughs> I just always I thought it was a dog. I can't help you, Andy. That's what's happening here. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, my God. So so it's a noodle? It's like ravioli, but instead of cheese or meat, it's potato. Okay, so it's like a... Uh, it's like a Chef Boyardee, but with potato. Okay, that was insulting to entire cultures. <laughs> I've never had real ravioli. Huh, what? No. What? Okay. Yeah, I've only had this Chef Boy. Listen, there is a reason why I don't know what half of these foods are called, and it's because for a long time I just thought it was Chef Boyardee. I didn't realize ravioli was like an actual thing. Oh my god. This is crazy so i grew up in cleveland where there are a lot of um italians and also polish people mm-hmm. so we know what ravioli and pierogies are okay i grew up in uh and i guess in southern california and new mexico you just don't know that <laughs> well there's a lot of there's a there's a there's a massive hispanic population in where uh, mm-hmm. in all of the places where i live like 99 percent hispanic um, most of them immigrants, so I know what a lot of Mexican foods are. It's sure. It's I'm a first generation immigrant, so give, give me the name of a Spanish food that I don't know. I, I don't. It'll, it'll how, make even. Most of them have been like sold at Taco Bell, so you in know. that case, it's not even. I don't understand how you haven't eaten ravioli, like real ravioli, before. <laughs> you just buy it frozen. It's not hard. I I don't cook. The only thing I cook is eggs. And potatoes. Okay, but imagine one of those potatoes was wrapped in a noodle and had, like, some cheese. That sounds like a lot of work. And, well, you don't have to wrap it yourself. It's the 21st century. Um. (laughs) You can just buy a potato that comes wrapped in noodle. Yes! That's how you do it. It's also frozen. I, like, said that as a joke, but then I realized, no, wait, that actually is how that would work. What it do? I'm the one that's wrong. Put some butter on it. (laughs) Sour cream if you're into that. I've never been into sour cream. Me neither. Lots of people like it. (sighs) Let's end this charade. (laughs)
God, this is fucking like <laughs> so many foods in my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Pierogia fuck! dog. <laughs> I just. Do you mean a dachshund? What do you mean? <laughs> I like, sorry, and I like how I was angry at first, like, what's wrong with you? And then I realized, no, wait, this has happened to me too many times for me to be right. And immediately I went on the defensive. I just want to know what dog you're thinking of. I don't know. It's just like, 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 I, I, like, sometimes, like, somebody posts like, photos of these, like, small dogs, and they're like, oh, look at the little pierogi, and I guess it's just a pet name for their dog and not actually what the dog is it's a pet name but dumb kish thank you for listening to direct video (laughs) dvd extras oh fuck i'm so tired (laughs) i actually i have to go do like so much uh school work right now so i'm sorry no you're good it's fine this was this is like my this is my lightest day in the week so but now I have to think about like the fact that fucking pierogies aren't dogs. That's gonna be the rest of my fucking day. I'm genuinely shocked. <laughs> God. Um. Yeah, I've been your host on your biz, though. And I have been your host, Andres Reyes. <sighs> you can find me on Twitter at theaterbats. And you can find me on Twitter at royalty underscore valens. Yeah. And you can find a comic that I do on inspiredbytrueevents.org. And I'll put some more links in the description for the newer, other Pokemon fanfiction. In case you thought, you know, there, I have some Pokemon fanfiction provided by this podcast I listen to. What if I wanted more? <laughs> I got you. Got your back. Right there. That those are the parts where Jesus's fanfic. Fuck. <laughs> Tony's fanfiction carried you. I can't believe it. I had the punchline and I mucked it. Uh. <laughs> oh man! Uh, a big thank you to Lee Rosevere for his theme song "Penguins on Parade" from Music for Podcast Three. You can find a link to that in the description as well. Mm-hmm. And if you have time, you know, be sure to drop by uh, iTunes or Google Play and give us a five star review. Yeah, and uh, go to directc.video. I haven't updated it in a while, but there's still some, like, funny little videos on there. Mm-hmm. And, like, you can just listen to, if you want to listen to the podcast online, it's all streaming on there. You can do that. Yep, yep. I don't know. I don't know how you get off. Just okay, whatever. Wait. Okay, wait. <laughs> okay, wait. <laughs> oh, man. Are we good? I think we're good. I am the ghost of John Smith. Alright. Oh, I did the Tetris theme song that time. Fuck. You did the what theme song? The, the Tetris one. How long do these, uh, uh, that was a really long, uh, and I, I wanted to.
highlight it, but. 